Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Wavebreak Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, founder of Wavebreak. I help Shopify stores stop leaking revenue with done-for-you email marketing. And every week on this podcast, the Wavebreak Podcast, I interview the people behind the top Shopify stores, and I get them to share their secrets. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or sign up for our podcast email list in the show notes below, and you'll get notified every single time a new episode drops. Speaking of this episode, it is brought to you by Wavebreak, my e-commerce email marketing agency that works exclusively with Shopify stores. So if your email marketing isn't on point, you're leaving lots of money on the table. Head over to wavebreak.co to learn more about how you can completely take email marketing off your plate by hiring an expert to do it for you. You'll stress less, you'll make more money, and you'll save tons and tons of time, especially during the holidays like this when you're going to be sending a ton of emails. So go to wavebreak.co to learn more and we can hop on a call and see if this makes sense for you. So speaking of marketing, so so I mentioned email marketing, that's what I do at Wavebreak, but today we're going to be talking about uh, one of my new favorite topics and that is influencer marketing. That's just because it's kind of, it reminds me of email in a way where it's this mysterious, vague, like kind of monster, like it's a very powerful marketing channel. But like email marketing, like there's not a whole lot of, um, not a whole lot of like, I don't know, are like there's not a whole lot of information about this and what people are doing and how it's working on the internet. There's a lot of brands that are killing it uh, with influencer marketing, but nobody is really sharing their secrets. The same goes for email. Nobody really talks about what specifically is working, how to specifically do it. Um, and, and they're both something that's really hard to do. And specifically uh, today, we're going to be talking about influencer marketing and how it's this traditionally influencer marketing is hard and expensive. Normally, you have to to build a list of people like that's hundreds or thousands of people. Um, you reach out to all of them, and maybe if you're lucky, a few of them will be interested in promoting your product. They might be interested, um, but you're gonna have to pay them to promote it because they want to get paid. Uh, sometimes a free product won't always cut it. But what if there was an easier and more affordable way to do influencer marketing? And that's what we're chatting about today on the show. Today on the show, I've got my friend Blaine Farr from a company called Wooly. Um, they do uh, influencer marketing, but they do it with a twist. Here's the deal. So we're talking about how to find influencers among your existing customer base. So not random people, not building a random list, but finding people who are influencers who have already bought from you. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like somebody who is a very powerful influencer on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever, Snapchat, they might already be your customer. They might already be bought into your brand. They might already be promoting you and you don't even know it. So we're going to share how to find these people, how to reach out to these people, and how you can get them to promote your products for free. And I'm not talking about an average influencer. Like I'm talking about this strategy works on people with over 50,000 followers, over 100,000 followers, over 500,000 followers, like 300,000 followers, crazy numbers like that. You can get these people to promote your products for free 
if you do it right. And you can turn influencer marketing into a predictable marketing machine for your e-commerce business. So without further ado, I'm super excited to get into this episode. Let's just hop right into it. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Blaine. Yeah, certainly. I'm excited to be here. Today, we're going to be talking about something uh, that I'm really excited to talk about that's influencer marketing, but not your typical influencer marketing. Uh, Specifically, we're going to be diving into influencer marketing using your customers. So before we get into that, let's start with a high-level overview. For the people who don't know, what is influencer marketing? Yeah, good questions. So really from the basics, influencer marketing is an extension of word-of-mouth marketing. Since the beginning of marketing and brands, I'm sure you know the guy walking between towns, he was trying to get people to talk about the brand, uh, talk about his products, get people excited about it. And influencer marketing is taking that concept and really putting it into platforms, whether that's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, any of these networks where one person is able to influence or sway yeah, a, a large number of people at once with one post instead of you know, one-by-one conversations in email or you know, over the cooler at work. Nice. Yeah, that, that lays it out and makes it super simple. And you run a company called Wooly. Tell me a little bit about what you guys yep. do there and, and how that got started. Yeah, so we sometimes tell people we broke influencer marketing, so now we're trying to fix it. Uh, my partner was really one of the pioneers in influencer marketing. He started a company back in 2010, sold it to Disney in 2015 and ran Disney's influencer, uh, part of their influencer program there for two or so years. And what we we were doing then is just like what most people are doing now, going out, finding people who have a lot of followers, paying them a lot of money, too much money most of the time. And these people didn't really care about the brand. And what we saw is, yeah, they charged a lot. It was a one hit wonder. It wasn't a long-lasting relationship. And just, you know, I, I think in many ways, when you think about you know, acquiring a customer, it costs more to get that customer for the first time than it does to continue building a relationship with that customer over time and, and driving repeat purchases. In the same way with an influencer, there's a lot of time and money spent cold reaching out to people who you know, you're promoting your, your product to, they say, okay, yeah, I'll do it, but I'm going to charge X, Y, Z, um, or you know, a certain dollar amount. Sometimes it's ridiculous, and brands have been paying that. And what we found is that just doesn't work as well. You know, when we found people who really care about the product or the brand, it was cheaper. It was more pleasant to work with that person. They were excited to do a collaboration. They went above and beyond in the content that was created. And there was a genuine relationship formed, whereas the transactional approach just, yeah, it costs a lot is one time. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but it really didn't create lasting value for the brands. Yeah, totally. And and that's something that that kind of blew my mind when I first heard about this. Like instead of just kind of like spraying and praying and reaching out to random people and playing a numbers game where it's like, hey, let's see how many people we can get featured or, or how many influencers we can get on this campaign. Um, it was something I think a company like, for example, this is one I always talk about when it comes to influencer marketing because they do it really well, but like movement watches, Mm -hmm. I think they do this really well in the way where like they're sending these products that people are like their influencers are like proud to like rep them and wear them and put them in their content. Like they would wear the content, they would wear the watch, even if it wasn't 
being promoted, even if they weren't promoting it. Does that, does that sound right? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. We've, we've modeled a lot of what we've built after brands like Movement Watches or Solomon Running, uh, yeah, a number of other brands that I think are doing this very, very well at scale. And I think that's exactly the concept that these stores need, you know, that these online shops need to hit to be able to build their brand and take it to the next level. Absolutely. And now when you, when you mentioned like, okay, so like what are some of these brands that are, that are doing things well? You said movement watches, like what are some examples and like, how are they doing it? Well, like what are they doing? Like some specific things that they're doing that other people aren't doing besides like the spray and pray. Like, I guess if there's anything more specific they're doing, is, is there anything like that? Yeah, I'd say, and I, I may encourage our approach to influencer marketing here. How we think about influencer marketing is not going out and, and cold calling, cold outreach, all you know, reaching out to all these people, but finding people who want to work with the brand. So where do you find those people? Well, we think you can find them among your customer email list. So we can match up you know, emails to social profiles, find influencers that are already customers already on your email list. The second thing is adding, you know, as simple as it is, just a collaboration form onto your website. You know, we have something that feeds directly into our CRM uh, so that a, a brand can be receiving these inbound applications. And then the third thing is social listening and watching for who mentions your brand on social, you know, reaching out to them. And if they're a larger one, adding that person into an ambassador program as well. And we really think that's the core of it of let's find these insiders that are excited about it and then build from there. Yeah, I haven't had deep chats with the movement team, although we've had some conversations with them. But it's interesting you bring them up. I would bet uh, if they go back in their history, what happened, they found some influencers that were probably not huge, but who loved the product. And they gave those people product. They loved it. And then the next tier up of influencers said, hey, you know, this person posted that picture of the watch. That looks really cool. I want one. And then that person is added into the fold. And that continues to grow as more and more people say, hey, you know, look at all these people posting about this watch. It's really cool. I want one. I'm going to reach out and get a watch from, from them as well. So it all starts with a good product and a community you know, and customers who really want to be a part of it. And once you have that, I think the program begins begins to scale. Um, yeah, and another quick example and story, we've been working with a company called Purple Mattress. You may have seen some of their fun YouTube videos uh, you know, online. They, they really have a creative, phenomenal marketing mm -hmm. department. When we started with them, they had not been doing much in influencer marketing. And you know, we took the approach of, hey, we don't wanna pay people. Uh, you know, their product is a higher price point, but we started working with influencers that, you know, were reaching out. Many of them were in the probably 50 to 100,000 follower range to begin with. Uh, they had great experiences. Other people saw that they were posting and then that went up to 100 to 500,000 uh, follower range. And then it's gone up to 500,000 to a million. And in the last two months, we've now worked with, you know, real celebrities, uh, stars on popular TV shows and Netflix shows with millions of followers that are all posting and collaborating with the brand, you know, without payment because they love the product, they want to be a part of it, and they they see that as an extension of something they can share with their followers. And really, that's how you build a great brand is 
delivering great product, uh, encouraging people to talk about it, and scaling that up over time to get you know, more and more influential people excited about the product and brand. It's weird to think that your best influencers are probably already buying your products and already a customer. <laughs> you just you just don't know them yet. But there's yep. this like untapped, you have this untapped audience of this person who they might already even be promoting your stuff and like tagging you in their Instagram photos or whatever, um, sending you sales. And like, you don't even know, like you're trying to build a list of people based on follower range and interest and hashtags they use or whatever. Um, but really what it sounds like you're saying is like next level influencer marketing is like having a relationship with people who are already fans of your product. But these people who are fans are also influencers. Is it, does that sound right? Oh, absolutely. I, another great example with Purple Mattress, think of the difference in the story that you as a user perceive. If an influencer says, hey, I bought this mattress last year and have absolutely loved it. Purple reached out to me and wants to upgrade my mattress to the new one that they just released. Yeah, I'm posting that on Instagram, but I've been using this product. It's changed my life. I absolutely love it. It's incredible. And think of how you perceive that as a follower of that person versus, hey, yeah, I love this mattress, hashtag ad. Like, it's so apparent that you know, even if it wasn't bought or you know, that post wasn't paid for, it still feels that way. So you can find those people who actually do like the product, have used it, have bought in the past. It's completely different and so much more authentic uh, at the end of the day to the followers uh, of the yeah, of that influencer. Right. And people can tell. Mm-hmm. So, so speaking of this, like your best influencers are probably already buying your products. They're already your fans. Like now that we have a bit of background on this, like why, like why is it important that we know these customers, but not using these people's full potential? Like what are we leaving on the table as e-commerce business owners? Yeah, certainly. So I, I think there are a couple things to... Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's easy to build a business to a million dollars because it certainly is not. Uh, but you can do that through Facebook ads. You can do that through email marketing, you know, other paid, you know, paid ads on Google. And you can use that to you know, drive some sales and purchases of your product. To really take it to the next level, you need some brand equity and brand awareness. Why? Well, one, because that reduces your cost per click that you're paying for all of those ads. If somebody has seen your brand you know, talked about by an influencer or a friend or you know, other non not paid endorsements, when they see that ad on Google or Facebook or Instagram, they are going to be much more likely to click on that. And in many ways, it lowers your cost of acquisition. Uh, not to mention the benefits you get directly of somebody clicking on you know, that influencer's post, going to your site, buying the product. So really, if you're not driving social awareness and social you know, post content from your users, you are really missing out on the opportunity to, to build that brand equity that helps build long-lasting brands. Uh, yeah, I, I think the question... Another way to think about it is if you stopped paying Facebook today, would you still have any customers coming in? Right. And brand equity is what allows that to happen. Now, I'm not saying stop paying Facebook, obviously, but brand equity is what creates that lasting value that continues to benefit the company over time.
Absolutely. And that's, that's what makes a company really grow. Like you can, like you were saying, um, you know, you can grow to seven figures just off Facebook ads, but then growing to eight figures and beyond, like that's really where it's time to get serious and start leveling up and really, um, like doing things like this, like finding who your best customers are, um, learning about them. And like, speaking of this, like, how do I find these people? Like, how do I find these influencers who, who are, who are buying from me that I don't know about? Yeah, certainly. So, well, Wooly does it. <laughs> right. um, yes. Yeah, so, so we do connect into Shopify stores and within our CRM kind of enrich customer profiles with that social information. Um, you know, you can also put up just a form on your website and influencers will reach out that way. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen brands do that with Google forms that leads into a Google sheet. Uh, you know, within Wooly, it feeds into our CRM. You know, all that data is yours, but feed, puts it all in one place. It's a little bit easier to manage. But if you're looking to get started with, you know, essentially for free, uh, you know, you could get started with Google Sheets and a form on your website. And then it, if you're looking to take it to the next level and especially enrich any customer data, you know, there's there's Woolies. I, I believe there's a feature like that within Intercom uh, that you can see how many Twitter followers somebody has. But really, that's what we built Wooly around was to solve that problem. Right. And, and that's what's really cool. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show, because nobody's really doing what you're doing. So after after I find these people, um, let's say I track them down. I don't know if I manually stalked them myself and like drove around the country or what, uh, or if I just use Wooly, but <laughs> I found my customers. <laughs> how do I reach out to them? What do I say? Like, how do I get them to promote more of my stuff? Yeah, I... The first thing you should be doing your best to make all of your customers happy. Yeah, a happy customer is more likely to talk about you to return. We did an analysis that saw five percent of most brands' customers carry seventy-five percent of the total you know, followers. Wow! For the customers of, of that company, so it's how do you make that five percent extra happy? You should be making all of your customers happy. What do you do to make that 5% extra happy? And you know, we see brands go about that in different ways. Sometimes, uh, you know, we have some brands that add, call it a VIP SKU, that if they recognize, hey, this person just bought, they may send them some additional product, you know, personal thank you note, just a way to break the ice there. Uh, sometimes it's also just an email of like, hey, you know, I saw that you just bought, and we have this ambassador program and would love to collaborate. Yeah, and really, it's making sure that you know, whatever your company does, that you do it well, provide genuine service, and give that person a reason to engage with you. That's more than I bought a product, I get this automated email, and that's it. Uh, so th- there's some personal touch there for sure. Nice. And so after, so I find these people, I, I, then I I start to reach out to them. Let's say, for example, I find somebody. I find a customer who has 100,000 followers of mine. Let's just say I sell watches. Let's just say I'm movement. Um, <laughs> I, I sell watches. I, I find this customer of mine who has 100,000 followers, and they're already posting stuff of my brand. Like, how do I go from this relationship of their customer to, like, really partnering up with this person? Like, do I have to pay this person now? Or how does that work? Yeah, that's one of the beautiful things of using customers Almost all of our clients do not pay influencers. Now, there's what? been an exception. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. 
There was a recent exception of Purple Mattress, a big celebrity, 14 million followers on Instagram. And she has 3 million views per story. And she asked for some payment. So we did pay her. But it was probably at about 95% less than what she typically charges or even less than that. You know, we're talking really pennies relative to what, you know, the value that she could provide by posting that story. Um, But when you're using customers, they like the product, they want the product, you engage with them and the relationship is authentic. And it's all about continuing that authentic relationship with them. So we don't start out by saying, hey, we'll pay you. It's, hey, how are you loving the product? We have these other products. Let me know if you'd like to try them out. And then when you're releasing a new product, re-engaging them on, hey, we're launching this. Would love to get some feedback. And yeah, if you'd be willing to post about it, that would be awesome. And building that type of real authentic relationship, just like in many ways asking a friend. You know, it's, you know, you, you don't ask, a, you know, I want to ask a friend to, or I want to offer to pay a friend to post. And many influencers are looking for, more meaning in those posts. Yeah, it's, I want to find brands that I identify with, that I have a relationship with, that care about what I'm doing and building that longer lasting view. And yeah, to be fair, we do see brands that that build an ambassador program that the top tier is paid. You know, maybe everybody who has over 300,000 followers, we pay them a hundred dollars a month or $200 a month. They post a couple of times. And that works really well too. So I'm not saying that's not the approach to take, but overall you will be paying much less by finding people who actually care about working with, with your brand. Right. And it makes sense though, too, because these people, they bought it without you telling them to, or without having to send it to them. They're already a fan. Like I think about the things I own, like I already own it anyway. And if the company came to me and said, Hey, listen, like, here's what we're working on in the future. Like, would it be cool if we sent you this before it launches or like when it launches, I'd be like, uh, heck yeah. Like I have the last version. It's great. (laughs) Like who would say no to that? I don't care how many followers I have. Like, that's great. And I never even thought about it from this perspective before. Yeah, I think Patagonia is a terrific example of that as well. They use their ambassadors and influencers, not just for marketing, but even more for product seeding, product testing and feedback. So these are people who align with the brand. You know, they're out in the mountains, whether it's fly fishing or rock climbing, camping, and they're using the products and providing that direct feedback back to the team because these are hardcore users of the product. So it's really about finding those types of people who you can align yourself with. And you, know, you can get a lot of benefit besides just the social post from having a good inner circle of customers and ambassadors. Totally. And like when these people are posting for free, um, like you said, like you, you might get a few posts per month. Like, are you asking them to post or are they just posting to like post? Like, for example, a watch, like they just happen to be wearing it. Um, and it's like, that's the type of content they post or like, how, how do you make sure that it's not like this, like luck, the draw thing? Like, how do you be more proactive about it without being like, post my picture once a week, (laughs) you know? Yep. Yeah. So what we, we help brands do is create an ambassador program that's recurring. You know, you have a group of ambassadors and then you can send out campaigns, whether each, each month of, Hey, here's the theme. Yeah, we'd love to have you participate. Uh, you know, some brands have it set up where 
you you need to participate in at least 50% of campaigns throughout a year. So maybe that's, you know, this month it doesn't work, but next month they say, hey, I'd like to participate in that. Um, You know, the other thing they can do is when somebody reaches out, drop them into a campaign. And as part of signing up to become an ambassador, they agree to post as part of that campaign. So there are different ways to do that. We do like to have some of that as an expectation of, hey, you reach out to us for the product. It's an expectation that you post as part of that. Uh, you know, some brands do take the spray and pray approach of, hey, what's your email and address and shipping a product and hoping it lands. I think we prefer to take the, let's find somebody who wants to work with the brand. They willingly give the information and agree to share that in exchange for the product. Right. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. And, and um, it just it just makes sense when you think about it. Um, and it's not, I think it's easy to get overwhelmed and think like, oh, this isn't something that I can make consistent and repeatable. But like you've shared, there are ways, there are ways to do that. It just takes a little bit of human touch. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. But, so we, we've been talking a lot about marketing and the marketing benefits of knowing your customers and knowing that they're influencers and reaching out to them and how to get posts from them. Like besides marketing, are there any other benefits to knowing who your customers are? Yes, certainly. I, I mentioned Patagonia's example earlier, building a relationship with your best customers, whether those are the influencers or people who spend the most product. That is a tremendous source of product feedback on what product should we launch next? Ask them. You know, what, what would you like improved in the next version of this product? Ask them. So really, there's a lot of value there. And then I think also it helps you to identify different audiences or personas who may be buying your product. So you may, you know, we have a customer that sells women's gym bags. And when I helped them set up their account, I I was a little surprised at how many men they had buying bags. And it really surfaced that there's a decent number of men who are buying these women's gym bags, likely for, you know, their spouse. So the marketing plan for that person outside of influencers and the outreach to them is very different going forward than it would be to to other personas who have who you may think are your target audience. Totally. And one thing I really like that you said is about testing products. Like you can test products with these people before you, you know, take the risk of ordering thousands of dollars worth of inventory, <laughs> shipping it into the United States, storing it in a warehouse and then promoting it and then having it all flop. Like that's that's an expensive problem to have that you could avoid if you just like kept in touch with your customers. Um, I think that's huge. That's why so many brands, like a lot of the the bigger direct to consumer brands, like if you really dig into it and think about it, like they do have this kind of. It seems like they have this kind of core of whether it's like influencers, whether they're paying them or not, um, or just people who are just like heavily invested in their product. Um, and making yep. it better and giving them feedback. So like, I'm trying to think of examples, like even if it's just like a, a company who has like a forum um, where people are super engaged, it's like those are people where they can just test things without wasting a ton of money on inventory and ideas that flop and, and so on. Yeah, certainly. And then if you include those people, especially influencers in that program and the product does eventually launch, they feel like they have had a stake in shaping that product. And that they were a part of the company. And there's a different relationship there than, oh, I just got an email about a new product that launched. 
am I going to click it or not? Yeah. When you've had that stake, you're more likely to share it, to talk about it and say, hey, you know, I recommended this change and they did it. Uh, that's mm-hmm. really good feedback or, or this color. Um, and, you know, those people then have skin in the game. Yeah, that, that's that's game over. Um, and this is awesome stuff that you've shared so far. So to to like as we start to wrap up here to like summarize, like if somebody has not in, not gotten started with influencer marketing at all, maybe they're running Facebook ads, they're, they're doing email stuff, uh, but they really have nothing else, but they want to take their business to the next level. Like what's that first step they should take um, before like like as far as influencer marketing, like what's the first thing they should do? That's kind of like a non-negotiable. Yeah. I really, the first non-negotiable is having a good product. Right. Uh, you know, I, I know sometimes we take that for granted, but having a product that meets a certain customer's needs, that is number one. That is the, really, that is the only non-negotiable. Uh, then from there is, okay, you have customers. The next step is reaching out and engaging with them, asking, you know, inviting them to post, uh, asking them to share their experience with the product and creating that relationship where, where they are you know, willing to share that. And that doesn't have to be a big influencer to start with. You can find, you know, go into your database and find your top 20 customers who have bought the most product, email them today and say, hey, you know, I saw that you've bought a lot of our product. We really appreciate that. I'd love to hear how it's going and how can we uh, make your experience better with our company by the way, here's a link that if you'd like to share it with any friends or family or, uh, you know, go ahead. If you put it online, please tag us at this address. Like that's a great place to start and start driving those referrals and then, you know, th- then go from there. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay. So step one, have a great product. If you got that down, engage with your customers. Don't they don't have to be a big influencer, but don't leave them hanging. It, it, it could be anybody, a, a VIP or, or something like that. Email them personally, get their feedback, uh, send them a referral link or something, um, let them know who to tag on Instagram or whatever. Um, that's, a, that's a really great idea uh, just because I think about me as a consumer. Like, I don't know if a company has ever just personally emailed me uh, <laughs> like anything. So like, that's definitely something special that'll set you apart. Um, and could potentially give you some really valuable information as far as taking your brand to the next level and improving it. Yeah, certainly. And if you're looking to get started for free, uh, you know, before bringing on a software like Wooly or something to, to help you out, that's a great way to get started. Nice. And, and if we want to work with somebody and, and want our life to be as easy as possible, we want to use software that does all this for us. Where can we go to learn more about what you do? Yeah, so... You can go to our website, Wooly, W-O-O-L-Y.com. And uh, yeah, we have a link that you can contact us and yeah, happy to chat and uh, point you in the right direction if if it's not a fit. Awesome. Well, hey, sounds great. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Blaine. I really loved all the knowledge you dropped. This is influencer marketing from a, a perspective that I've never thought about before. Um, so I really appreciate you coming on, sharing the details, breaking it down, sharing your secrets with us. Um, it was great having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Blaine. Yeah, certainly. Thank you for having me. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. 
but you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or, or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list, or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak Method that, number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or or what what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 